Yo, 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 what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do, baby. It's your boy Kevin Griffith, you know, back to the podcast, back to the beginning, back to true stories, true stories. I know y'all probably like, look like, damn, this nigga in his emotional feelings or something like that, you know, like, but nah, I'm not. The only reason why I played this song because it, it touches on something that I talked about, um, first episode a little bit uh when i touched on a little bit about codependency and um i just want to continue that real quick because um after that episode i I got the thinking like damn i used i was codependent a motherfucker a lot a hundred percent a lot but you know you live and you learn you live and you learn you live and you learn but that song by laura d Great song, not going to lie. Just the words in it, you know, to me personally, like, if that's not codependency, then, like, I don't know what is. Because even though, like, it's a love song and it's about somebody giving up on somebody but not really wanting to give up on that person, you know, like, that's just, that's codependent. But I want to, like, hit, I was reading this book, the book that I was telling y'all about by Brendan Dilley, you know, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. I wanted to talk about that. But before I hop right in, I want to give a shout-out to Anchor. Again, Anchor, great app to download if you want to start a podcast. They give you the tools. They give you the things that you need to uh, start your podcast and publish your stuff and put it out there i mean you have to put in the work in too as well because they just they can't they can only just put your stuff on you know name brand like spotify apple other podcast apps and stuff but you have to be the one to share it you know put it out there let the people know you know and to do not lose any motivation because it may seem like it may not go anywhere but that's how all things start off when you start doing something new. It may seem like it's, it may never work or or you're just going to fail at it. But don't believe that because you have a failure mentality, then you're just going to continue to have a failure mentality. But anyway, yeah, shout out to Anchor. Those are the guys I need to check out. Those are the guys I need to holler at. Um, but anyway, I got my brother DJ on here, you know, I don't even know why I just pointed at the screen, not like you can see him and not like I'm recording myself, but, uh, he's on video chat, he's in Texas, you know, back home, um, this is like the perfect person that I, 
I I know for a fact, like even when I had the idea, the thought of starting a podcast, of getting this person on, just because like this is this man experienced pain, you know, beyond measures, you know, just as like we all, but you know, everybody's situation and pain is different, and the people experiencing them in a different way. But uh, I'm gonna get DJ on and let him tell you a little bit about himself, you know. Uh, Hey, DJ, go ahead and tell the people about yourself. My bad, man. I'm just waking up. Told this motherfucker to do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Told your ass to wake up, bro. He said you go do it. Talk, real talk, real talk. What you what you do for work, DJ? Honestly, nothing. <laughs> nah, uh, I work at TA, man. I just do whatever they ask me to do. Sometimes pressure wash. Sometimes I clean the pump. Sometimes I'm taking that trash. It just depends on what they need me to do that day. Real man. talk, real talk, man. You like your job? Do you love your job? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my brother right there, <laughs> Yo, man, we've been listen, this is the crazy part about it. Y'all 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 won't know, but check this out. Me and DJ, yo, we you might as well say we've been boys since sixth grade, but like we went to the same school in sixth grade, but we didn't get to know each other until freshman year. But I swear to God, you'll think we grew up together. I swear to you. Like, like, and then it was crazy how it happened because our other brother, Quayley, you know, me, him, and Quayley, like, we all went to the same school. And and then him and Quayley knew each other before me, I, me and DJ met. And I just think, yo, and we've just been brothers ever since. We went, went through ups and downs and losses and sh- shit, man. We went through a lot of shit individually and as a group but uh so today you know like i said i'm talking i want to like touch on like the codependency you know what i'm saying i i want to talk about that because like i said like ever since like after the first episode and i got thinking more and more about it you know and again i apologize i know the first episode probably like not caught your interest but you know it is what it is but check this out i want to touch on it and like I said about this book uh, by Brendan Dilley, um, says a lot of great things, and it's a really great book. You should definitely go check him out. Go get the book. You know, I'm it, the book probably been came out, but me, I'm just now, you know, getting the book and reading it. But um, so yeah, codependency. The stuff is just hold on. I kind of messed up on my chapter real quick. Y'all, give me a second so I can actually talk about this because I lost it. Thought I had it bookmarked. It's a really good book. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Bear with me. Bear with me. Kind of losing y'all. Real quick, real quick. Not next. Actually, this next, that chapter is a good chapter. It's called Next. Yo, y'all definitely have to check out this book. While I'm looking for this chapter, 
DJ. Go ahead. You want to? Oh, pfft, never mind. <laughs> I found that too quick. <laughs> I know. I I swear, DJ. People probably on that listen to this gonna be on the other end. Like, yo, what is this nigga? Is he serious? But check this out. It's it's real. It's authentic. It's a podcast. It's just me talking and it's me venting and it's other people who be coming on here and venting and tell y'all like true stories and and real shit, you know. And then like how we deal with it and how. We're able to cope with it and keep moving on, moving forward with our lives, you know, no matter what we go through, you know, because God brings us through all. And if you don't believe, believe in God, then something brings you through all, you know, and I was always taught to just believe in something bigger than you, which for me as God, you know, again, I'm not pushing religion on anybody. I'm just talking about my belief. But anyway, so, this chapter is called Grown Folk Talk. And, like, this guy, he, he keeps it straight forward, like, straight G in it. And he, he talks, he goes, the bitch slap you need to move forward in life. Which I think that's just so funny because some people out here do need to be bitch slapped sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so he goes, I'm feeling like quite the cheeky bastard today. So I'm thinking we'll discuss some difficult life subjects with a sense of honesty and condor that can only be provided while residing safely in the trust tree. With this chapter, I hope to provoke some thought on subjects that are normally handled with kitty gloves. As I write this, cheating season is upon us. For whatever reason, it has always seemed that many people lose all sense of morality from mid-May through September. Every summer, I'm inundated with the same impossible questions such as, I think she's cheating on me. What should I do, bro? Or, we're fighting constantly and he won't have sex with me anymore. What should I do? To the first question, dump her. To the second question, dump him. I'm not sure what the infatuation is with making it work. But that might just be the stupidest excuse for people choosing to remain in a in codependent relationship that I ever seen. If that shit, bro, I feel like that nigga spoke straight straight truth, and it's just what he said. Like it's the stupidest, the most stupidest excuse to stay with somebody if you're constantly fighting, constantly getting hurt. You know, like, I get, you know, love is a strong thing, but I think codependency is stronger than love because I feel like, you know, how people confuse lust and love. I feel like sometimes people confuse codependent in love, you know, like how you you might think you might be infatuated there, like with that person. But most of the time, you're not really in love unless, you know, like. You're just not really in love, like, and I can, for me, and you, you, you're in love with the need of exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like my brother said, you're in love with the need of them. You're not in love with that person, with their smile, with their personality, with all that. Like, you you need them, and with that, you're in codependent. You're you're co you're codependent on that person. So like. You might think that I, I I don't know what I'm talking about. So here I, I I give you a little bit of my personal experience. So uh, I I was living in South Florida before I moved up here up north, uh, 
and I was with the girl. Her name was Nikki. And um, we got together. And, you know, she and I tell the truth. Like I said, it's a true story. She was in recovery. And um, and and I remind you, I, I had no idea about, you know, recovery. I had no idea about addicts or, you know, like alcoholics. Yes. Addicts such as I, I never was close to somebody, let alone I I. Not once, I never touched dope, but I have, you know, I did, you know, play around, you know, with the Molly or two monos and a little cocaine. Again, keeping it G, keeping it G. But um, never, like, fathom or anything of that, you know. Uh, but, yeah, she was in recovery. And um, I was 22 when I met her, and she was 31. And um, I completely fell in love with this woman. And then y'all like, yo, you 22 and she was 31. Nah, bro. If you were, I'm I'm not going to, like, she was a beautiful woman. 100%. Like, Portuguese, beautiful woman. She just had a lot of things she struggled with, which was, one of them was recovery. But anyway, she was clean when I met her. And, um, yeah, things was great for the first year. And then um, she relapsed on my birthday, on my 23rd birthday. And she overdosed, you know, like, she, Thank God, like, she didn't die because I, I hurry up and rushed her to the hospital as fast as I could. But, like, she overdosed, you know, like, right there with me, like, next to her. And I did, like, I made sure one of our friends, he drove while I stayed in the back seat, you know, trying to keep, like, waking her up, waking up and, like, keep her, well, keeping her up. But, you know, I did the best that I could. And, but thank God the, uh, for doctors and thank God for Narcan to, like, to be able to bring her back. But um, I was already so in love with her, but I didn't even know the fact that I was being manipulated through the whole thing. Not saying that she didn't put a gun to my head and force me to do anything. It just, I was so in love with her. What I thought I was so in love with her, because again, I'm going to keep it G. Like, I wasn't, I, I was not like the best, per, the best boyfriend at all, because, you know, like, I had other women that wanted to get with me, but the fact of it is that, like, I just didn't want to, like, do anything with those other women just because, like, I didn't want Nikki to go out and do something that, do something that I did, that I thought about doing, put it that way. I didn't want her to do that, but anyway, um, I became, I started becoming codependent on Nikki as she was like doing all these things for me. You know, she was, you know, she bought me cigarettes when I needed. She got me food when I needed. She always let me use the car. She always uh, just did every little thing as long as I, like, well, not even, I can't say allowed her as long as I didn't say much about her, you know, dipping and dabbing into the drugs because, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Like I said, when that happened on my birthday, uh, it was at that, that, that day, I can say like right there, that day, how about, let me say January 21st, because my birthday is January 20th, January 21st, that day, something in her mind awoke. And again, like I said, I didn't know anything about recovery or what our addiction but I did everything I possibly could because she would cry and she will act out if she couldn't get that or if I like like put up an argument of thinking like, oh, why did you really need that or whatever? And 
I would do everything that I possibly could to like make her happy, for her not to leave me, for her to stay with me and whatnot. And at first, I will rewind back two seconds. At first, I was in love with her. But then after that day of my birthday, that love became codependent. Because after that day, I fully put my focus on her. I fully put my focus on her. So every I couldn't do I didn't want to leave the house if I like if she wasn't right there on my side unless I was dropping her off at work cuz I knew where she was at like and then you can say well, well Kevin that's like more like control, controlling too. Well no, it wasn't controlling. It just I was just scared that I was so scared that Somebody else will come get her or she, again, leave. I I relied on her. I depended on her. And, um, but yeah, so we went through this whole thing and like, that was the only person that I knew. I woke up to her. I went to sleep to her. I uh, pick her up from work and then we go, you know, do our thing or whatever and, it, it was just so toxic. The whole thing was just so toxic. And, like, the day that, like, we left each other and the day that, <laughs> here, that's, let me put it like this. She manipulated me to the fact to think that we were going to be back together. And, again, like I said, I relied on her. I depended on her and everything. So everything she said that we had to do, just in order to have a good life and a healthy relationship, I was I was all all for it. I was right there, ready to do it, just so we can be that dream that she put in my head that we were gonna have. But um, so to I'm not gonna cut it short, but just to say that like she had got pregnant by another dude, had the baby on my birthday. Which is also insane too, but I I held on to that dream. Like, oh, I'm doing this for her. Oh, I'm doing this so we can have a life together. Oh, I'm doing this, you know. And the whole time I should have been doing it for me. I should have depend on myself. I shouldn't and God. I, I shouldn't depend on nobody else. Cause in the long run that ended up hurting me. Like her actions and what she did but I ended up hurting myself because I held on to that because I wasn't in love anymore you know I was infatuated as my brother DJ said and as Brendan Dilly said like the he couldn't understand the infatuation people have on trying to quote unquote make it work and in my head I wanted to make it work so I was willing to do any and everything for us to stay together and make it work you know you know, you know what I'm saying, DJ? Like, like this shit crazy. Like, can't you relate to that shit? Man, bro, like you say, man, I'm gonna keep real. You know what I'm saying? I had me a situation a couple years ago. I dipped in drugs only to, and it wasn't that bad. It's pills. It's the worst thing I've did. But you know. It was, it was to the point where I was up to 20 kills a day, killing myself for somebody that I thought I was in love with. I was in love with 
like you said, the need of her, her being around, me scared to be alone. And like my brother, it ended up hurting me in the long run, like bad, bad, bad. I'm good now, I'm clean, I haven't touched a drug in I don't know how long, mm. but it's just, man, yeah, I feel you, man. Congrats, my brother. Congrats. You know, like he, you hear him. This is true shit. This is real story. I just it's killing myself to please somebody else. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Why did why why did you feel like you needed that person, DJ? Honestly. Because she was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't want nobody else to have her. Shit, I'm Real talk. I feel you. That's the same way with me. That's how I thought of with, with uh, Nikki, uh, man. She was beautiful and I didn't want so nobody I else. I did any and everything to keep her. And like you said, like when she was away from me, it was just all kind of thoughts running through my head. Yes, the drugs. Probably played a part in that, but mm-hmm. I just had to get her back under me. So I would do crazy shit, like texting some crazy shit, so she'd leave work and have to come home, like just stupid shit, man. Mm. And it's all because of the codependence. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I was in, I love the girl too. Day. I still do to this day. I'm not gonna give no names because yeah, I still love the girl to this day. Stupid across this, I'm sorry. Mm. As a man, I'm sorry. And I hope you enjoy your life, man. I really do. But yeah, man, it was just the codependence, man. I was killing myself to keep her. Mm. Yeah, man. Boy, ain't that the fucking truth. That's that's deep, DJ. Hundred percent. Damn, man. Like I feel that yeah, every word. Literally killing myself to keep her. I'm surprised I didn't know deep, man. Twenty pills a day, come on, man. <laughs> that's fucking that's a lot, bro. That, that's a and lot. Dog, and it was it wasn't I didn't really get addicted to this shit till maybe a year after I started doing it. I was really doing it to keep her, you know. I don't know. Nah, you you know, bro, I relate so much, so much because like with 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 my ex, like I I didn't touch because she was doing dope and like I didn't touch that stuff until like our last year together. Because then I was like, you know, well, fuck it. If she loves this drug so much, let me start doing it, and then maybe she'll love me. You know, like maybe then. You know, she will sit there and give me everything that she gives this drug. But the whole time, the drug was her first love. I wasn't. And I heard it myself through that, you know? Like, I heard it myself in the process of trying to please somebody else and make somebody else stay and see my worth and see that I'm, like, the only person for them when... We wasn't right for each other from the start. But now for me, I like, I know, like, I had to go through that. Like, I really had to go through that because I didn't know anything about codependency. And then 
when I went through that, it started thinking. I started thinking about every person that I encountered in my life that I latched onto, and always felt hurt or some type of way when like something happened or getting in an argument or that, that person walks away or I no longer speak to that person no more. Like, you know, I I I felt fucked up about it for like. Not the way how with Nikki, but for a few days, I'd be fucked up about it for a few days. And then, like, I'd brush it off and then keep it moving, you know. And because, like, codependency isn't just with, you know, relationships, code, like, with, with girlfriends or boyfriends. Like, codependency is also in friendships. Codependency is also with, you know, somebody in, like, just somebody in your life, you know, that you depend on so much that you feel that, if that person leave, the world is all over. Like your world just shattered. That like you have no long, you no longer have a purpose. When that's not that's not it at all. That is because you have a purpose. We all have a purpose, you know. And I don't know if you know it now. Or we'll I don't think we'll never know like what our purpose. We may feel what our purpose is to do and act on it, but. I don't think we'll never know what our purpose in life was meant for until we see great God. That's what I think. What you think, DJ? Man, nigga, I honestly don't know. That's a good question. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. No one truly knows their purpose, and the only one who knows, I mean, like, I come from a spiritual family, all my, my grandfathers, my uncles, all of them are preachers, mm-hmm. you know, so, you can find out your purpose, but you would have to live by the Bible, mm. if that makes any sense. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That was just like when we were talking about, when that dude asked me, am I reading the Bible as a book? Like as a story, or am I reading it for understanding? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Damn, man. What you show? What you got going today? On today? You let me ask that real quick. You know, before we keep continuing on. Boss lady, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to work. <laughs> Yo, man. Hurt, man. <laughs> she had me doing so much shit yesterday. God damn! Um, I'm still hurt. <laughs> nigga, nigga want to call in and tell him motherfucker I got the coronavirus overnight. Shit. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we was on the phone yesterday, and we uh, I, and I was doing like the recording or whatever, and like all you hear is DJ in the background go, "Boss lady, I'm tired." <laughs> she acts. You hear her? She hey, do this. Hey, do that. Hey. <laughs> He ain't but 28, but he's still old. Man, nigga, my motherfucking back still hurt. I need me some being gay. Now I know why my mom kept this shit on dick. I, I need this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. Nigga, I feel like my shit tightening up already, and I ain't even at work yet. Shit. fucked up part about it. I just think about it, make my muscles tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> shit, nigga, I got introduced to this shit called lidocaine. This is uh patch is way better than icy hot. You put that shit on your back, DJ. I think you get it from CVS. Put that shit on your back. That shit goes away real quick, like in 15 minutes, I want to say. You won't have any more back, but you won't feel that pain. I won't say you won't have any more back pain. You just won't feel that pain for that day. It lasts for eight hours. I think it's great. I use it, you know, when I when my back hurts. And listen, I'm 27, but like, you know what I'm saying? So we, me and him, me and my brother over here talking about back problems. We ain't old. We getting there, but we ain't old. Yeah, shit, yeah, man. That shit. <laughs> Boss lady, I'm tired. But, you know, we do what we got to do, you know, to provide for us, you know, for us and for our family. And, you know, 2020 has not been easy for anybody financially or anything, you know. Um, we're just grateful that we, you know, still have jobs, that the good Lord still allow us to have jobs and pay our bills and then take care of our loved ones, you know. All bullshit to the side. I thank God I ain't get shit done. And I pray for the people who did. Because they're coronavirus. Motherfucker, man. Whoever got shit done and listening, man, keep your head up. God got you. Just pray about it. It's going to get better. Like they say, it get greater later. Facts. It gets greater later. It sure does. And for those that's on unemployment and living off of it, listen, I ain't knocking you. I ain't hating on you. Get what you need and do what you have to do to make sure that you can provide for yourself and your family. If you have kids, you know, just please don't just go out and use your unemployment just for like crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Take care of your responsibilities first before you go out and, you know, have fun with your unemployment money, you know. But I do deeply encourage that, you know, keep on like keep going out there and looking because, you know, God going to bless you with something. With a great job, where you gonna have a, a a steady income coming in. Just keep going, like my brother say. It get greater later. But uh, so check this out, y'all. This is the end of the podcast. Again, your and, boy. And before you end it, man. What? What you got to I say? I want to give my. I just want to give my insight on the business. What I got out of it, man. Make sure when you're. In a relationship, in a friendship, whatever. Whatever you do for them, man, just make sure it's truly for them and not for the code of goodness. Mm, God damn. That's what I got out of it, man. Say it again. Say it again. If you're in a relationship, friendship, whatever, man, whatever you're doing for them, man, make sure it's truly for them and not for the need of them, should I say. Mm. That's what I got out of this message, man. Real fucking shit. Like, real shit. That's crazy. And like, oh, that, that you said that, bro. Like, that's like, stop doing things just to receive something back. Stop expecting something. Stop doing something just to expect something. And, Oh boy, I'm glad. Ooh. Yo, listen, y'all. I'm Kevin Griffith. This is my brother DJ. You want to go ahead and oh. t- and we gonna keep talking on the next episode. Gonna be wild because I hope y'all like this episode. But next episode, man, 
he will be back on here and it's going to get deep. Like I said, the season one, the beginning, true stories. And I'm going to have other people come on and different people tell other stories. And then it may be the same people. You might just constantly hear my brother for the, the whole damn season. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Hell, my other brother, Quayle, he'll join us, you know. And shit, yo, just stay tuned. Stay listening. And I appreciate for those who listen, whether you cut it short at five minutes or cut it short at 20 minutes, whatever. I appreciate for you for taking the time out to hear what I had to say and hear what my brother had to say. But uh, all all well and all is well. Uh, I pray that y'all continue to have a blessed day and I catch you later. Holla.